0: So this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parkson and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining me to the show this week, as ever, Lancashire cricket's finest, Paul Parkin. <laughs> How's your week been, mate? Have you uh, have you tickled any loose balls, four runs this week? or what? Well, it depends how you
1: how you look at life. Um, <laughs> I'm all right, thank you. Yeah, I've had a nice week. The, sun, the sun's been out today, so I've uh, been trying to make the most of that. It's been uh, it's been nice. Um, but yeah, no, no cricket so far. Um, unfortunately, the uh, few uh, few hiccups along the way. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll soon be uh, batting against the Aussies. Don't worry about that.
0: Yeah, I've been busy as well. I've been, I'm, I'm looking. Well, I've been in contact with Manchester Storm, and they're looking at uh, commentating for their games in our off season. So I've been learning the uh, the ice hockey lingo. Uh, a bit different to rugby, but it's another
1: string in my bow. So be something to look forward to. Yeah, I don't think I'd be any good at that. Can't see the puck. <laughs> um, I've, been, I've been, I went to watch it when they were at the uh, the arena years ago. Yeah, uh, great game, so quick, and it's always you know on the go, and obviously everyone knows he's plenty of fisticuffs and all that. But uh, yeah, not uh, not for me anymore. I can't see it, but it's, uh, yeah, good good sport. But yeah, that'll be that's another string to your bow, Rob.
0: Yeah, it's going to be fun, uh, Parky. I think the problem is, they are, everyone wear wears helmets. And I think it's and when you're on a rugby league pitch, you can see people's colour of hair. You can see the builds. Uh, so it might be a bit more difficult. But we know we're going to see how it goes, Parker. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens there. So there's loads to talk about on this week's uh, show, Parker. We'll look back at the, the Leeds defeat. Uh, see what Richard Marshall has to say about that. We've got all the big news coming out of the club. Uh, then we've got Paul's Amp report. And then we're going to preview the game against Wigan on Friday. So what we'll do, we'll start off... Uh, with the defeat against Leeds last week,
2: you're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your big match
1: review. Well, Rob, as you know, uh, and everybody else probably, I uh, I wasn't there. Uh, I didn't I didn't make Leeds. I was uh, sunning myself in the beautiful Lake District. Um, call myself a proper fan? I don't think so. <laughs> um, so. Uh, to talk us through it, what happened? I mean, I've seen the result, I've seen the highlights and everything, but it's never the same. I, I can't really form an opinion. Mm. Um, I, I heard various, you know, things about about the game that certain decisions may not have gone our way. This, I know, it's all hearsay, um, but I trust you. You were uh, you run me through it. Yeah, defeat against Leeds, thirty-eight points to sixteen. Uh, Solvers' lineup was
0: Ascali at fullback, Seal Inu, Levett Williams, Tui uh, Atkin, Mossop Ackers. Armen Royd Wells, Paulie Paulie, and Lannon on the bench was Seb Roberts, Sam Luckley, and Hingano. Um, he made his uh, debut, and it started quite well. Pack, we had a, we had an opportunity early on. Uh, Inu uh, with with that, the chance, but it wasn't it wasn't given. Uh, and then unfortunately, Leeds kind of took control. Uh, two tries from one from Harvey Newman, one from uh, Lewis uh, Leeming. Cruz Lehman sorry uh, and with a penalty on top 14 nil up and we were looking down the barrel really at that point Lehman got another one to make it sort of 20 nil at half time and you know to be fair the, the lads oh. didn't really sort of buckle under that we, we've been to a- Edenley before and other sort of other big teams and we we've seen so far teams collapse uh, at that point, but this one sort of dug in, Parky,
1: which was which was good. Did we uh, I mean obviously I was following the, the score online, and when I saw it get to sort of twenty, I, I did I must admit I did fear the worst. I mm. thought you know it's going to be a 40, 50, 60 pointer. Um, where, where did he go wrong? What was what was the main problem? Was it just lack of defence? Do we was it were we were bad in possession? What what was the thing that, that gave Leeds that that impetus and that that go forward? I think it was around the ruck speed.
0: Uh, Parker, you know, we couldn't deal with, with the speed round the ruck and yeah, it, it was frustrating really, the players could sense I think, you could see the players frustrated as well uh, you know, we went down to 11 men uh, with Tui and Sebi and Simbin uh, you know, which, which caused even more sort of frustration, but to be fair, at that point, that the, the players really dug in and, you know, we started playing our best rugby at that point when we were down 11 men you know, t- two good tries, the, the C O one just after after half-time uh, made by Escali, and, and then, uh, you know, a, a fantastic Break by by Co uh, sending two a little here over in the corner and you know it, it's moments like you think to yourself you know if when this team clicks it 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 can score tries and you know Richard Marshall you know, with with the indiscipline you know showed mm-hmm. against Leeds in the last few weeks must be frustrating for him but it's one of them I suppose the players have to look at themselves they know what went wrong uh, and why they were so indiscipline, indisciplined
1: uh, and hopefully they can sort it out for the next week and beyond. Talking about the Sim Binnings, obviously, what what, what occurred Were it was it valid? Was it uh, you know was the referee in his right or well, you know, again is it is it just a lack of discipline on our part? I think I think Richard Marshall talks about
0: the smarts, done not he, a lot? And I think our players you know got caught up in that uh, sort of the environment and, and the atmosphere of it and two silly penalties really, silly you know fouls in, in a way, and, and both were. Obviously, put in the bin and puts extra pressure on you, the players around them. And but to be fair, the players did stand up at that point. But really, you don't want to go down to twelve men, eleven men every week, do you? Really. So I'm sure they'll be they'll be looking at that. I'm sure the players will all be you know talk to themselves about that. They know the standards that they've got to kind of like you know got a hold. And you know the referee's decision is final. And, and it's one of them. I suppose the players will need to look at the discipline. But you know that's another game that's gone. It's all about moving forward to the next one. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, second half, obviously, I say following it kind of online, uh, Mm. it looked like we've made a bit of a comeback. And obviously, if you take the second half score on its its own merit, uh, it was a tight half that we, you know, we we, we must have done something, right? I mean, Mm. is the the cause for optimism there going forward to this week? Or is it sort of a little bit back to the, the drawing board and let's, you know, try and work things out? Um,
0: I, I, I think there's there's optimism to, to come parky i think you know we, we go we go to a place like Leeds and we've seen us get butchered by 40 and 50 so that second half performance that you know the three tries were all good tries as well and um, the new the new guy hingano in- 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 comes in he he showed plenty of plenty of, uh, you know good touches in that second half when he came on the field and you know with him coming in and and, and two Ilala here involved as well both have played together at tonga so you're hoping that they can continue that, you know, build another partnership, and, and we can go forward. But yeah, we, we did look better in that second half. Atkin as well, you know, there was creativity uh, in that area, uh, but unfortunately, the damage was done early.
1: Yeah, it's just obviously great to hear from from you there that obviously we didn't capitulate and we didn't end up, you know, taking a massive score against us. Uh, but hopefully, the lads can, you know, pick up a few, I don't know, not not hints, but learn a little bit more again, another week, another week, you know, we've learnt lessons, obviously discipline is, is, is going to be the key, if you can't keep 13 on a pitch, you, you're always going to struggle, going to Headingley, I think, was it their first time with a proper crowd in, for a mm. while, you know, there, there is a there is a, a thing, obviously, as Salford fans, we know Headingley all too well as being a bit of a hole for us, um, and, it, you know, it doesn't surprise anyone that we lost there, mm. uh, you know, even our greatest teams have gone there and, and taken a in. so, in that way, I suppose maybe the occasion might have just took over a little bit with, with one or two players trying to try, even maybe prove a point from the, a couple of weeks ago when we played them because we didn't do ourselves any favours that day hmm. in a game that realistically I think we we could have beat them. I mean, you look at the lineups. Uh, I don't think Leeds had Luke Gale this week, did they? No. As well, I think that you know you, we must have looked before the game and thought this is a, you know big chance here. And whether I don't know, obviously I wasn't there, but whether a few players not froze but. Maybe got overexcited at times or whatever. The ball control, whatever it is. Um, but uh, you know, obviously, you look at the score at the end of the game. It doesn't look great. But as you've said, we've had bigger thumpings there quite a few times, uh, and not so many wins. So uh, you know, I don't think we can be too downhearted. Uh, any any injuries from that? Anything you know? Any any anything to, to worry about going forward?
0: Well, I, I spoke to Richard Marshall after the game. Uh, I'll, I'll put that in now, and this is what he had to say. <laughs>
1: Corner. All right,
0: Rick, it's Rob. Hey Rob, all right. Yeah, defeat tonight. Talk us through it.
2: Oh, we're disappointed. We uh we didn't start well at all. We lost the rook speed and conceded 20 points oh. in that first half. Um I thought we had a couple of opportunities. Uh certainly with the Chris Inu, he told me he got the ball down when he when he caught the ball over his head. And uh there was a couple. I thought we got done Harvey got done for offside. I thought he was all right. Uh, yeah, so But listen, our disciplines cost us the game uh, Rob, that, that's, that's what's happened again Against this team we, we seem to unravel ourselves when we play Leeds We did it three weeks ago and we've done it again
0: Do you think it's kind of a psychological thing? Obviously last time it was a similar kind of, kind of game Is it more psychological, do you reckon? Um, I'm not, I don't
2: think psych, I think it's, don't think it's psychological It's just a lack of respect, really uh, It's just a simple lack of respect for the game, for the ball, uh, for the referee. You know, I've never ever seen a referee um, when someone answers back uh, change his decision and, and, that, mm. and that will never happen. So, uh, we've got to be responsible for that. Uh, so have I as head coach. I've got to make sure that my lads, when they get out there, they know, yes sir, no sir, three bags full sir. That's how it's got to be. You know, even the the best teams uh, in the competition have, 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 a, have a real strong discipline. Um, and, you know, the minute we're at the at the bottom of the table, or near near enough, and and we're still disciplined. So we need to be better in that regard.
0: Yeah, the double sunbeam was was a big moment, uh, but the boys kind of dug in with 11 then.
2: Yeah, that's a frustrating thing because when we when we do, we, we had it in glimpses in that second half. I think what was it, 18-16 in the second half? We had a real good goal, a real good fight. Uh, we had we had a lot of nouse about us. We had some smarts. I thought Kenny and. Uh, you know, took his opportunities really well. Um, I thought we had some offload, and we played a little bit. We played a little bit freer. Uh, we probably played better when we had eleven players with the <laughs> ball, which <laughs> isn't ideal at all. Uh, we defended pretty well at times, but then again, it's just the, the volume. It, it, it catches up on you in a game like that against Leeds. Two really good dummy outs in Lehman and Dwyer, and just ruined us in and around that ruck.
0: Yeah, three good tries, and him can now look dangerous. Uh, that's probably a positive coming out of this game
2: yeah I've just spoke to him I thought was, I was really happy with his debut for the club he's, he's dead keen and he wanted to get on earlier we managed to put him on there he didn't look out of place he was, I think he'll be really good signing for us but he's got to find his feet it'll take him time to adjust to the, the I'd, say, I'd say the climate and the weather but it's probably just like playing in North Queensland here at the minute <laughs> but he's got to adjust to the way we play and, and, and everything and, and you know that's, that's probably not a true rese- representation of Salford Red Devils the last couple of weeks have been really good and we're not consistent enough at the moment to back up that the performances over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, any any injuries to report? Yeah, Jack Wells went off with a nasty knee injury. Um, I'm, I'm hopeful, uh, he tells me he dislocated his kneecap, but um, the doctors, that's back in place, but it, it can also lead to a little bit of damage. Um, he's had some rotten luck as young Jack, so... Fingers crossed, he's okay. Uh, Ryan Lannon had a couple of knocks within there. I thought he was immense. Ryan Ryan's playing really well for us. Um, playing really tough. So I'm lucky. He did a, luckily he did a good job coming off the bench. Um, yeah, there's some individual moments within that, that that we're really pleased about. But when you come ahead in there with it, you know it wasn't quite full, but it was a rocking atmosphere. It, we got caught in the headlights a little bit.
0: Yeah, Hulkier yeah, next week. Opportunity to bounce back.
2: It will be. Um, we had a we had a we had a tough game against them. Uh, you know, a month or two back, um, we didn't show the best side of ourselves, the best version. There was glimpses there this evening that we that 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 we can do. Uh, we'll have to be a lot better though. We'll have to make
0: less errors with the ball and be far more disciplined. They're the simple facts. Cheers, Ray. Good luck. Thank you, Rob. So that was Richard Marshall. Talked to me after the game, and he mentioned um, injuries. Parky, he said Jack Wells has hurt his knee, which is a bit of a concern. We don't really know whether that's uh, you know a really bad injury. He did say he might have dislocated his knee. He wasn't hundred percent sure, so we don't really know until he, he announces his, his twenty one. Uh, no, sorry, 19 or whatever it is this week uh, to see if he's fit or not. But if we do, if he is injured, he will be a big miss for us because he's been you know, a very good player since his arrival from Wigan. I'm sure he'll be trying to get in that, that team uh, to face his former side. But yeah, he's going to be a miss. But it's opportunity at Parky. You know, he comes out, someone else comes in uh, and takes the opportunity to, to play.
1: Yeah, providing we've got uh, enough players knocking about, they don't have COVID or, yeah, or anything that. like that, which obviously has been a big, <laughs> a big issue for the last the last week or so. Mm. Uh, obviously Leeds now it seems like a long time ago, doesn't it? You know we should have, but what should have gone in between? Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think obviously as long as we have not got too many injuries and we could get a couple of bodies back. But like say we we Welles, uh, I mean I I've, I've loved every time I've seen him. I think he's a really good player. and... I think Richard said in that interview there that you know he's been unlucky, hasn't he? I mean, he yeah. got that suspension, which you know, two three years ago, that's not even a it wasn't even a yellow card. But the way the rules are now, you know, he he, he gets a two match ban, uh, and and now another knock. But uh, you know, we just just hope he, he he is all right and he can he can play this week because I'm like you say, I'm sure he would be well keyed up to to meet his uh, his former teammates But. Um, yeah, you know, moving forward and listen to what Richard said. There, he, he, he didn't see, seem too downhearted about it. He, he wasn't happy, obviously, at what what he'd seen. You know, he, he thought that maybe one or two didn't live up to, to you know the expectations that we had. But overall, I think he's probably looked at that game and gone, you know, it's out of the way. You now we're not going back to Edinburgh. Uh, You know, we, we can focus on going forward. Now he, like I say, he didn't sound too downhearted. He obviously wasn't singing from the rooftops, but. Um, Obviously, he, he he he'll have to look at it again and see positives there somewhere.
0: Yeah, he talks about the indiscipline, but he, he knows that's what's cost us over the two games against Leeds. He well couldn't really put his finger on it either. Why, uh, you know, it, it, you know, must be agitated when they, when they play Leeds. I, I asked him whether whether it was, it was a psychological thing in it, and he kind mm. of rejected that out of hand, which which which, which is fine. But he was proud of his players, how they reacted going down to 12 men and and they, and they dug in. So there is positives, there is negatives that, that have come out of it, Parker. Looking at the bit, the stats and, and the top tacklers, Sam Luckley with 30, Lee Mosswick with 27, Akers with 28, uh, Big Seb with 29, Lannon with 33, Paul Polly with 26, uh, Roberts with 27, uh, Chris Atkin with 27 and Norman Royd with 24. People, you know, big amounts, Lannon. Uh, for example, yeah. Ryan Lannon, Richard Marshall, full of praise for Ryan Lannon over the last few weeks. Um, I watched the game back again today, and and he's he's doing a lot of work down the middle. I feel running at big big forwards, trying to kind of use his footwork to get past him. And that I've always said about Ryan Lannon is he's, he's great. He's got great footwork for, for a forward, and if he can find space in and around the ruck against these big
1: forwards, he'll go because he's got a good good motor on him, hasn't he? Yeah, I think we've mentioned a few times in the last few weeks how he's he, you know, he's impressed me certainly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Wakefield game, uh, I thought he had a, an outstanding game even though he got a couple of knocks and, and obviously the Cats game difficult probably to judge but again, he, he seems to be getting better he seems to learn his lessons a little bit from, from certainly from early in the season I, I suppose that's something that Richard spoke to him about saying, you know, you've got a real chance here at Salford now, uh, you know, get, get your head down but yeah, he did single him out and I'm glad about that and I hope I hope he does, because I, I, I don't know if I've said it on here before, but I remember watching uh, when Ryan was first coming through into the first team, mm-hmm. and I thought he had international credentials, He yeah. really did, I thought he had, he had a little bit of side, but the mobility of, of that kind of player, like a Bateman at, at Wigan, you know, obviously what he did in Australia and what he does for, for, for England and everybody else, I thought he was a bit in that mould, and he seemed to go backwards a little bit, and then he went off to OKR, and he came back, and he He's taking his time, but I think he's. I think he's starting to show now what what a real player he is, and he's one of them players that we, we mention every week as well that you need in your team. Mm. Someone to do them little bits, and little you know the dirty work that you don't see back. or and like you said, you watch it back and you see a different a different thing. He's not flash. He's not going to you know do one handed offloads like Paulie Paulie or Big Seb or someone like that. He just does his job, and that's you know you need players like that in the team. And I, I'm delighted for the lad. Yeah, I, I think. Ryan Lannan, he needs
0: to be challenged. Really, it's kind of the, you know, Richard Marshall's sort of challenge to get in his head and get that performance out of him week in, week out. But yeah, I think he's been superb last uh, last few weeks, and Richard Marshall sort of said that as well. Uh, looking at the, the top meter makers, uh, two Lola here with 131, uh, Ryan Lannan, 103, Big Seb, 20, 96, Williams, 121, escalley 98, and Paulie Pauly, 72. So yeah, there is big. There is big forwards going forward, but against Leeds, it's a different kettle of fish. You've got your ruck to worry about, and uh, that's where they
1: destroyed us. Yeah, um, a little bit disappointed with them figures. You want you want a few more forwards in the hundred mm. at, at least. I would have thought. Um, uh, interesting to to, to hear about Tua doing a lot. Must have been, you know a lot of running, a lot of mm. ball carrying in, in that game, um, and obviously against his old team, he, he's going to want to impress, I suppose. But yeah. um, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Again, you know, when you're twenty nil down, you've not perhaps touched the ball as much as you should. You're not going to make that many meters, are you? So, uh, again, like we've said, it leads away. We've we've obviously not played to our full potential, like we have done in the you know the previous couple of weeks, and we can only improve from that. Um, but yeah, again, you mentioned Ryan Lennon there with the meters. I mean, that's that's that's, that's really good meters because, mm-hmm. like we said, he's not the biggest, but uh, it just shows he rolls. He sleeves up in, in times like that and gets stuck in.
0: Yeah, maybe as well the fact that obviously, uh, Hinga now has has just come in sort of Tui He takes responsibility because obviously he's been here about what a week or so. So he's not really going to be sort of you know firing uh, on full sinners, knowing all the moves and that. So I suppose Tui too, he took that responsibility on. Him, that's why he's doing a bit more running about basically. We, we never know that might be might be the reason why. But it's good to good to see uh, that, that he's doing that. Uh, looking at the big three, big. Uh, Looking at the three-word match reports, the man of the matches: uh, Colin Wilson, Jekyll and Hyde performance. Um, his man of the match was full time <laughs> uh, Martin scoring with 11 men. Uh, Luckler. Gary Williams. Uh, they don't help themselves. Seb, Mark, very poor discipline. Yeah, we, we've been there. We know what. We know that was, was part of the part of the problem. Uh, Bondi, penalty, penalty, penalty. Try, Co. Uh, and John Waite, own oh, worst enemy, luckily. So I suppose the indiscipline is an issue, Parker. They know that that was the problem uh, and they'll and they'll fix it up, hopefully, for, 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 for next week.
1: Yeah, well, you know, we've said it all season, haven't we? It's been, it's been an ongoing problem. It looked like maybe the last few weeks we'd sorted that out a little bit, mm. but, but clearly it's still, still an issue. Are the silly penalties? Oddly enough, watching the whole Saints game last night, yeah, uh, again, a, a stat that Saints, again, as we said earlier in the season, Give away the most penalties mm. because they want to control the ruck, They want to slow it down. The difference is that we're not saying tellings and when we get the ball, we're back, you know we're not going to be as threatening as them. Mm. But maybe that's our, our way of playing. That you know the players have got it in them. That we need to slow this down, especially when a team's on a roll like Leeds, obviously were. You know, you you've got to try and just do something to, to ebb that tide. Mm. I'm not sure we're we're quite getting it right. Um, and I also still, I wasn't there and I'm not blaming the referee, but I still don't think we get the rub of the green with a lot of them decisions but, you know, either way, interesting listening to that there, the, the, the man of the match uh, sort of uh, things, the, the various players' names, mm. I think Sam Loughlin got a couple of couple yep. of votes there, but not many have got, you know there's no sort of pattern to it mm. and it just shows how people see see games differently and, uh, and obviously other players have sort of stood out um, but I'm, I'm glad that Sam Luckley's getting another mention because uh, I think I think he's I think he's got something Sam I really mm-hmm. do and I think once he gets to grips with Super League properly and it, in that uh, in the in- interview that was was out last week yep. uh, he, he mentioned there that you know he, the speed of the games not so so much the the physical side or anything like that it's just the pace and after the season now of building up to that I think he'll be uh, I think he'll be really good for us going forward.
0: Yeah, he was it was it was very good on 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 Friday. Uh, developing still. Uh, don't forget to to tune into the to the pop up podcast with 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 Paul and uh, Sam Luckley, some great uh, convo there. Um, he, he said he told he told Paul that his all his family listens, including his nan. So if uh, Nana uh, Luckily is tuning in and listening, uh, hello from yeah. the the podcast boys. And great that your uh, your grandson's doing so well, Parker.
1: Yeah, or is it away? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it'd be great when we do go up there. I hope he is in the squad. As, as mentioned in that interview, by the way, just going slightly off topic, that uh, I'm sure he'll drum up a bit of support. You know, he might have a few Geordie Reds, which would be a, a novel idea. Um, but yeah, no, he, he's doing, doing really well and he's developing rapidly. And I mean, it's a, he's, he's a big lad and he? he's, yeah. you know, he's really big, bigger than I expected him to be, to be honest. But mm. uh, yeah, fingers crossed he can stay injury free and we can. Uh, you know he can develop more under under Richard Marshall and the other players around him, people like Lee Mossett, You know passing on experience and uh, yeah, I think we've got a real a real find on our hands. Yeah, so that's
0: our look back at the the Leeds uh, game. What we'll do, a look at all the big news uh, coming out of the uh, the club and rugby league this week. So the big news this week, uh, Parky, we'll start off with our news. Uh, the whole KR game and the Wakefield game were both postponed uh, due to a COVID outbreak at, at Salford. Players' health is the most important thing. We've got to make sure that our players, you know, stay well. Uh, yeah, frustrating when we're missing games, but players' welfare is, is all that matters, really.
1: Absolutely. it's um, You know, it is a shame. I think we were two potentially winnable games, mm. you know, and that, you know, what what platform that would have put for us for for the rest of the season um some of the comments from from other coaches aren't helpful um about about us not playing game I mean that's I don't know what they expect you know this this is this is a national thing this isn't just something that involves super league or, or sport in general we're not they're not special you mm. have to look le- you know learn and, and, and develop this because this is going to be ongoing for a long time and these are going to keep happening and I think I think a few careless words from uh, I will say Chris Chester about it. He, he, I think he was a little bit out of order what he tried to, to, to say. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that Richard Marshall's men were are, are too terrified of all Kingston Rovers and Wakefield, <laughs> but happy to play Leeds and Wigan. You know, I, I don't. I don't get that. Um, but whatever. But yeah, no, it, it was a shame, um, especially the, the old KR game of Thursday night. I Was really looking forward to. That. I thought it was going to be a because mm. they've been playing really good rugby HKR and um, you know too. Probably unfashionable teams, you know, but it'd have been good. We have got a win, you know, could have got a win there again, pushing up the table. You know, you start you start thinking, could we make the playoffs? But uh, they still to come. The only thing is now it's a case of rushing all the games in together. Mm.
0: And that the problem with that is, Parker, if you're playing like three games a week, players start falling apart, don't they, physically? And then you've got the the COVID situation as well, uh, which you've got to factor in, and our tiny squad. Uh, no academy, which was the which is the main uh, sort of uh, thing for Chris Chester. That we didn't have one, that's why we've got this advantage. But it's also a disadvantage because we haven't got a pool of players to pick from. So it is a problem. Uh, but I'm sure the club are looking at sort of problems, uh, solutions for that next season and beyond. And yeah, it's going to be a problem with all these games. I know the uh, the league's now on a win percentage basis. I've Not done the maths whether we can reach the, the playoffs. I'm still we've only got we still got eight games to go, haven't we? not including the one with ones we've missed so I'm sure if they put them in we might have half a chance but I think you only, can only play who's in front of you uh, yeah. and if we can go on a bit of a run uh, now uh, who knows we could make a, a playoff surge
1: Yeah just about obviously Richard has mentioned God knows how many times he'd like to get a consistent mm. 17 on the park and that's been our problem all year with our injuries suspensions COVID whatever else mm. Um so he, he, he been, we've been unlucky in that way. But uh, I mean the two games in re, you know in, in reserve that we've got I think old Kingston and, and and Wakefield aren't two bad ones to go on. at. Yeah. You know, it's not like we've got Saints and Wiggins to back up you know within three or four days of each other. So I mean it's not ideal but you know, they're not not the worst pictures to have to rearrange. Mm. Um but like you say there's a time scale involved and uh, we've just got to, like you say we get we get players back. I think we've still got a decent squad, you know, Mm -hmm. we've still got some some good players to come back into that team that haven't featured for, well, for weeks and weeks, you know, like the Burgess and people like that who've just, sort of, you know, Addy and people who've gone off the scene a little bit, who obviously through injury or whatever, but have come back in. So, um, yeah, I, I think the longer it goes on, maybe it might work in our advantage.
0: Yeah, other other big news uh, coming out of the world of rugby league, the Australians and the New Zealanders confirmed they weren't coming over uh, for the World Cup at the end of the season, uh, Parker, there's... There's talk of possibility of postponing it uh, till next year or cancelling it altogether. As we do this podcast on Tuesday, they haven't made a decision, but the RFL are in discussion with all parties, and um, so we will probably get a decision shortly. It's a blow, I, I feel, for-, for the sport, and and we-, we the World Cup should be the pinnacle of, it, of any sport, and sort of the Australians and New Zealanders got picking not to come, um, you know, leaves a bit of a sour taste in your mouth. Yeah, I can feel rank
1: coming on. To be honest, um, I, I'm fuming. We, we we it looks like we we're, we're bowing to what the uh, the Australians want again. They they don't run the game. They don't run the sport. This is a World Cup. This is for everybody. Um, the money that's gone into our into it, the organisation that's already gone in. You know the things that are in place. I mean people people have already put their names down to, to volunteer for games. They're going to give up their own time. They get they this all going to get wiped out. The money that the, the government's given us. You know, which easily this year could go elsewhere. I mean, the NHS would love it—an extra mm-hmm. so many million that's been given to rugby league to so host the World Cup in this country. It's not going to happen, and may happen next year. But when's the next World Cup after that? Mm. How many years are we fitting in in between? Don't forget, the football World Cup will be next winter. You know, we don't need competition. This was the perfect time, and if if the Aussies didn't want to come, then forfeit your place. Mm. So, you know if we can't get another national team, which I'm sure the USA could have, could have stepped in, they've got enough, you know, play, they were, they were happy to, uh, maybe a couple of other, you know, the money could have gone to help him, help get a couple of teams. into. If not, we just cut two teams out of it and mm-hmm. played a World Cup that way. People say it doesn't have the, the, the uh, you know, maybe the same kudos without the two big sort of South Sea teams. But I, I think they've made that problem. They pulled out, not us, you know, they, they've, they've made this issue now. Um, I'd be interested to see how many of their players are actually happy about it. Mm. You know, there is that many players in Australia that they could have easily sent over three teams if they wanted, four teams, and probably still won the World Cup. Why don't they ask the players who wants to go? If, if, if you know, a key player turns around and says, look, you know, Cherry Evans or whatever, I, I don't fancy it. You know, I've got my family. I don't want to risk my health. Absolutely fine. Brilliant. Well done. Somebody else will take that spot. But what they've also done by doing this is, obviously, them in New Zealand have, have teamed up. Maybe with an eye, to, you know, the Warriors connecting in the NRL. Um, but they would have also stopped all the other South Sea Islanders coming through contracts with their teams. Mm. So you wouldn't have seen the best of Fiji, Tonga, Samoa, all these, these superstars that you watching in the NRL every week. We wouldn't have got to see them. Did a block that? Well, I mean, what happens now? Covid will still be with us in twelve months' time. There is no saying that this won't get worse. Mm. All, they've, all they've done now is delayed something for for, for a reason that I can't really justify. I, I don't I don't see it as a uh, as a correct decision. Uh, and I feel for all the players that were, that may this may be their last chance at a World Cup. A lot of them, you know, a lot of players in in probably the fringe nations, as you may call it, might be coming towards the end. They'd have loved. I mean. I know Ireland would have been playing uh, New Zealand, I think. Now, I don't know how many of them Irish lads might be retiring you know, soon, but I'm looking at the likes of Tyrone McCarthy, who's had a great career. His, his big, you know, one of his big finales could be a big hit-up against the Kiwis. That mm. could go. I don't know if he's going to be around next year. I, I I hope he is. I mean, great respect for for Ty. Just picked him out of the air there. But, is you know, is he going to get that chance again? I, I just think it's... He's wrong, and um, I'm really disappointed with both of them. And, and funnily enough, I was reading today uh, that uh, there's talk that the NRL grand final mm. may be played in New Zealand. Right. You know, if if it smells like a fish and it looks like a fish, it's probably a fish. I think it is a bit fishy. You know, that is this a little bit of a thank you? Is a backhander? Maybe. You know, I, I just I, I'm not happy with the decision, as you can probably tell. I was looking forward to the World Cup um, as as Many people were. Um, I think it makes rugby league look really, really silly. Considering at the moment you've got the, the the Lions touring in South Africa with a massive COVID risk in in South Africa. They're playing, no fans are there at all.
0: Hmm.
1: Yet they've gone and they're playing, and it's one all. And there's a big game coming up this Saturday. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a Union fan. I won't be watching it. But you know, the nature, a lot of the nation will get gripped by that. Now hmm. we could have that, but we're not going to get it now. And then next year. As I say, we'll have the World Cup at the same time as the build-up to the FIFA World Cup. No good to anyone. The, the column inches won't be there.
0: doesn't make any sense to me postponing it to next year because the COVID situation as it is now is probably the best it's going to be because we're looking at, is it 90% of the country with one vaccination and somewhat like 75% and the other, and the other two. So in 12 months' time... We don't know what the world's going to be like. There could be a variance. They're mm. talking about third, uh, third jabs, which means we have to go through that whole process all again. So, who's to say we won't be in a worse position? And then, mm. if that happens, will will we be able to host it? Will the late will the rates allow us to do that? So, I just think it was it was totally silly to to, to postpone it for a, for a year. Um, to cancel it altogether will be a will be a big blow for the sport. Um, like you said, it's 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 Australia, New Zealand centric centric really mm. on their on their decision and, and how what their decisions how it affects the world rugby. It, it shows, mm. doesn't it now? Because obviously, you know, like you said, with other Pacific nations, they can't they can't bring the players over, and it's it's a big problem really. Uh, so for me, you've got to run it now uh, without your New Zealanders and your shows. If if obviously they want to provide Australians that are over here. And you know what I mean, we, and New Zealanders that are over here. To be fair, we could have we two, two really good teams as well. They're not going to be, you know, rubbing rags, are they? You know what I mean? They're going to be, you know, a couple of good teams. Really, It would challenge most teams? So I, I think that could be a, an idea. Uh, but we'll have to see. I'm sure there's there's negotiations going on in the yeah. RFL at the moment, and with the government and all the you know the TV people, and and seeing what options are available. Um, but for me, Park, you, you go now, or if you don't have to, if you can't go at all, then it's a, a bit of a, a bit of a blow.
1: But yeah, the, the other side to it is, I mean, is anyone sort of do, do we know if the broadcasters are going to be available well, yeah. to have you know airtime? Are the stadiums going to be available? Mm. You know, next year because obviously that's all putting you know years in advance, a couple of years in advance that you're going to play it. You're going to play it. I think we we're going to play a couple of one at Tottenham's new yeah. ground, was it? One of, maybe. I don't uh, Arsenal Newcastle, sure I one think. be there. Newcastle, uh, Old Trafford, yeah. uh, you know, Bolton, places like that. these are football grounds that that may not be available next year. Mm. Again, as this, you know, this is the whole disruption now, and it gives us well, realistically less than twelve months to reorganise a whole World Cup. Mm. Um, I think it's just a very selfish decision, and I'd love for us to just say, "Look, we're going to play it anyway. Whether you're coming up, it's up to you." But. Uh, it looks like now we're 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 gonna have to wait. I think we're gonna, gonna do it run anyway. Run.
0: There's a song in there somewhere, isn't there? <laughs> 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 um How? other news. Um talking about more domestic uh rugby uh Parker there's there's talk of uh, league restructuring. Uh, the mm. RFL and the Super League mm. uh, beginning to like get closer together uh, at a meeting. Did you read that the, the press the press uh, release didn't really mention anything really. It just said we we've had a chat and we are going to let you know uh, in the next meeting. Sort of the, you know when they have like you see in the cartoons where a brick comes through the window, you open it up with a with a letter in it. It says message on next brick. Bit yeah. like that really. Um but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see sort of what happens. Uh, they're talking about expand expanding to 14 teams uh, next year. Um and then the year after, reverting it down to ten. Obviously, nothing's decided. That's only got rumours. What we're going off the internet. Um, what do you think, Parky? I think fourteen to ten's a bit of a bit of a a, a sweaty situation there for all concerned.
1: Right number two. Um, <laughs> okay,
0: come for this one.
1: <laughs> I, think, I think you know my thoughts on the RF on people who run Super League. Mm-hmm. Um, not a clue. Why? I I wouldn't. I know they're only rumours, but why would you extend the league? To then reduce it a year after, what would be? Where, where are we going with? this? I, I, I know what they want. They want to lose in there, of course they do. They probably want a new Toronto or something like that. Whatever mm. they want. How many times do expansion clubs work? No, I'm not. I'm not going to include Toulouse in that. They've been fantastic. They've done everything right. They've been not, no fast tracking or anything like that. I've followed praise, but especially rugby in the south of France. Anyway, great. You know, look at our history. Um, but we throw these teams in. Now, what happens if, when we go from 14 to 10, some of their favourite expansion teams haven't quite done as well as expected and mm. finishing the bottom two? Perhaps they maybe bring a London up and it doesn't work. Yeah. What happens then when they end up with Salford, Wakefield, Lee, you know, perhaps a Featherstone, whatever, whoever it is? That's not what they want. That's not what they're going for with this 10-team Super League. That's not what they want. So what happens then? Do they restructure again until they get what they want? I mean, it just seems to me that rugby league is is the one sport that just consistently is inconsistent. Mm. We can't have a set pattern for five, ten years. There's no plan. It's just, I've had an idea. What's your idea? Well, let's have ten teams. Okay. Well, first of all, we'll have 14. What? Well, how, why, what, who are these teams? Where are they coming from? Where's the funding coming from? We haven't got enough money in, in rugby league now. Hmm. The sky money's going down. Hmm. I, I don't understand where they're getting these crazy ideas. Just let, okay, this year I understand that if they didn't want relegation because of what's happened, then that'd be understandable. I do, I would feel for, for to lose um, in the way that it is at the moment. You know, they, they've obviously earned the right, but. I don't know, travel being what it is as well to the south of France. Is it is that good for next year?
0: Well they haven't missed it. They to be yeah just jumping in there, Toulouse and Catalan don't think have missed a game this season. Travelling. No. Like well, you know, been called off for COVID out there for no further than travelling in and back. Allegedly. I read that on Twitter somewhere. I think it was Catalan Media, I think I said it. So maybe maybe the problem wouldn't be that they're how do they keep their bubble secure than we think it might be.
1: It. I've, I, I might be wrong, but have Toulouse actually played at their own ground this year?
0: No, but, sure they but they're training in France and then coming mm-hmm. over here,
1: uh, I think. But obviously, for the home games as well.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: For us travelling there, this is the other the other side of it. It's, mm. it's going to be difficult. But then, I, I just think, some I, I can't get my head around it. And I don't understand it. If you want 14 teams in a Super League, let's have 14 teams. This is the perfect time now. Mm. Don't have relegation this year because it's not really fair. Keep Keep leading. Add Featherstone and Toulouse for next year, or whatever you know what I mean. Let's do it now. Let's give them the money. Let's let's make the money available so then they can actually invest in proper Super League teams to players, which again there aren't enough of. Um, and let's do it now. Don't wait until the end of next year mm. when a team might get relegated and just making more problems. It, it doesn't make sense.
0: I think I think the problem. Well, like you said, with no relegation. Then two more teams come up because obviously they've got it. Someone's got to get promoted. You can't turn around to to Featherstone and to lose and say, look, you know, you, you've managed to, to to you know play really well, get to the top of the league, but you know we're not going to get promoted because they'll they'll be a proper they'll throw a proper benny about that we, we, and understandably as well. Um, so they'll have, they'll be looking to come up. And if, if you're at the bottom of the league, with a season that's been so disrupted through COVID and, and, you know, teams missing matches, you could say, well, you know, it wasn't really our fault because, you know, we couldn't play Wigan. And if we'd have gone, we might have gone to Wigan 1-1. Like for us, for example, if we, you know, if if suddenly it all goes Pete tongue and... You know, we we end up near the bottom. We could say, well, we have missed our game against Wakefield. We missed our game against Oaky. yeah that's four points there for us. Mm. You know, you know, and then and then we're safe. Yeah. So I think the RFL are kind of looking at that and thinking, well, let's save all that sort of messiness uh, at the end of the season and say, well, promote two. We'll have fourteen, so we have an odd automa- amount. Uh, have an even amount, mm-hmm. and then sort of next year, it's kind of it's like a shootout of the OK Corral. Then the top ten stay up. And and the rest have to fall away. It's you know it's bad for the sport because obviously the clubs are kind of like uh, you know financially sort of on a bit of a wobble that they know sort of how much they need to survive and they plan for Super League every year, don't they? So if mm-hmm. the they do end up falling out of Super League, then it's a massive problem because I know the uh, the parachute payment's about is it two hundred thousand or something like? That? It's not a lot. Not so not the, these clubs, you know, if if they do end up going down, will 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 you know be in big big trouble. So. Yeah, but then the other side of that is if you want 14 teams and you've got to cut your cloth accordingly, haven't you? So everyone goes down from whatever it would be, 1.25 million or whatever, to 750,000, let's say, just for example. How do the top teams deal with that? How do the top teams keep the the top players? Because you're asking the players then to take another pay cut. Don't forget, they've already took a pay cut this year to play. So you're saying, can you do another pay cut for me? And they'll probably say, well, I took another one last year. I can't do it again. And then... These players might be looking at sort of NRL or Rugby Union, who's, who's like sa- salary caps sort of <coughs> twice as. So they've got silly money to, to throw about. So players could have the, the backs turn, you know, the heads turn there as well. So we, we don't know, obviously. Right. It would be great to have 14 teams. Um, but yeah, it's a discussion we have to have with the players, the teams and also the broadcasters as well, because obviously they've yeah. got their our sort of funnel Aren't they to, to the outside world? Aren't they so? Sky, do they need to do a bit more for us? Do do we need more games on uh, the TV? I know uh, the R league app, when when all the the fans weren't allowed to go in with fantastic games on on there every week. Is that something we we could look at sort of doing and expanding and and kind of like paying for that and having you know games maybe away games on there, home games on there, and 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 they might be something we could we can do about but well, I suppose you'd have to speak to sky about that because they've got the exclusive rights on they as well so you can't really say oh can you put a few games on the our R league app because sky might mm-hmm. not be happy about yeah. that but it's all it's all in the melting pot Parker yeah. uh, we'll have to wait and see what what comes out uh, but it will be interesting uh, to to see mm-hmm. what
1: happens I think, I think like what you said there though the the main the main issue is funding yeah where's the money coming from mm-hmm. if you're going to ask if you're going to ask Leeds Wigan Saints you know, these teams, Warrington, to share more money out, mm. uh, you know, it's turkeys for Christmas. Mm. They're, they're not going to do that. No. Nope. You know, Warrington have just brought in George Williams. You know, they've got you know, great players there that well, they'd have to lose one. Mm. They'd probably have to lose one of those quality players that they're going to. Well, people want to come and see these people. This is what they're going to the game for, to see these big names or whatever. So the crowds might drop. You know, if you don't have as many superstars in the game, which, we as I see now, we don't have enough. And you mentioned it there, you know, they could easily drift off to Union or, or yeah. Australia or wherever they want. I think we're just going to cause a massive, massive problem. We, As I said, we've just done our funding cut. Why? Why is this even on the cards now? I don't understand. I don't know what the people who run the game really think. And I don't know what world they live in. And sometimes they do act like politicians, don't they? You know, they definitely <laughs> they definitely live differently to what we do. Um I'd happily see fourteen teams if it could be properly funded and all fourteen teams have got an equal share and can compete. But we don't want what we've got this year with Lee. You know, no disrespect to Lee at all. But they had no time to develop a team that, you know, and, and so far they they haven't managed to win. What what good's that to anybody? not a good product is it no the, the
0: other question is how does it affect us as in salford because that's that's another thing you know salford is in my eyes the most important thing as long as we're all right yeah. that's all right we'll go from there so a lack of uh, sort of less funding would be a problem but we're not spending as much as other clubs so our outgoings in as much as other clubs so we'd have to obviously compensate for what we're going to lose but our drop wouldn't be as big as others.
1: Yeah, and I suppose then you go back to when when this happens and how soon it happens, mm. and where are we playing at mm. that point? That's another can thing. Can we yeah. afford? Can we afford to drop money? You know, we we obviously can't. I'm sure, sure, Paul King would uh, would be would be shouting at us right now. <laughs> don't be stupid. Of course can't. Choking on his um, cocoa
0: pops now. <laughs>
1: yeah, um, yeah. You know, I think I think too many people in this sport live in a land of make believe. Hmm. Um, the sport for me is I don't think the product's as good as it ever has been, I really don't, I think the officiating is is nowhere near. we've seen the last couple of days, some of the decisions that have been given in a couple of games have been absolutely horrendous and I think the authorities, the people who run the game are to blame and they're making it worse and they're just coming up with stupid ideas for no reason other than their own vanity I think um, I know Ken Davies involved at the moment with you know Huddersfield, and they've just managed to go above Lowly Salford this week. Um, how would he feel if he's one of them teams that misses out on that top ten mm. Super League teams? Yeah, it did dirty changes then? Does it? you know, Gary Eddington has probably got something to say about it. Yeah, I just I think it's all a farce and it needs to just stop. We need to pick how many teams we're having in the league, work out how we're going to fund it, how what's going to be shown on TV. How we develop players by giving teams academies again, go back on that one, um, and let's get the let's just settle the game down and start producing a product that people want to watch. That's all. That's all it takes. Uh, and if it comes to the RFL or Super League ruining my club, uh, well, I may not be. Uh, too happy. Yeah.
0: We always keep an eye on you now with all these conspiracy theories you're throwing about, Parker. Yeah. Week in, week out. I'll throw in. We didn't get to the moon. We, only, we got to the moon, but not when they said. So I'll throw my conspiracy in there to, to match yours. Um, so there's loads of other, other bits of news uh, as well. Uh, Parker is um, Kappa and Wild thing of uh, ending their relationship yeah. with the club, the club at the end of the season. Um, you know that the, the gear has been good quality to be, to, to be fair. Um, I've got a, a tracksuit from from the grand final and they, they brought some good stuff out But it will be a bit
1: of a shame for them for
0: them to depart.
1: Very much so. I think they've been excellent. I really do. I mean I think I think when we when we got Kappa I was quite happy. I think mm. I've seen other teams in it, you know, lower league football teams and, and obviously Salford City FC have have gone with Kappa, which, you know, and Wild thing at the same at the same point. Um yeah, I'm disappointed. I mean, obviously the club have got the reasons or, or whatever, whichever way it works, the contract might just run out, we can't be can't come to an agreement, I don't know, we may have a better offer, whatever it is, uh, but they've been really good and I know I got the uh, the shirt for Wembley as well, they brought a special mm-hmm. shirt based on the you know 1938 and the 1969 shirts and that, that in itself was, you know, how many times has that ever happened for people that they don't... We don't have special one-off shirts made, like I say the track suits we got from the grand final. As soon as we said we'd seen the players in them and everyone loved them, straight away they were produced. They were out. Mm. And we bought them, you know. And it must have made a few quid for everyone. They've done. They've done really well, and I'm. I am. I am a little disappointed. Um, but we'll just have to see what's next. You know, who knows who's going to come in um, and, what, and what they're going to produce. But the club has got to do what's what's right for them. And, and both, you know, Kappa and. And wow, I think they've got to you know, look after themselves as well. So, uh, yeah, we'll just, we'll just wait and see. But uh, they've, they've been really good to us.
0: Yeah, as a dedicated follower of fashion, oh, he, oh yes, he is, Paul Parkin. Um, what, what we, obviously, with the new, they'll have to bring somebody in. Um, mm. do, do we have a, kind of an idea or a preference? I suppose uh, there's lots of different sports, um, you know, retail merchandise people around. Um, so I suppose there's a market uh, for sort to uh, to look at and, and pick the best offer. I think as well that we've got to look at the fact that maybe, they, maybe with the, the way it was all kind of organised, the club might be looking at sort of revenue streams and, and, and improving that side of it as well. That might be something that that, that they're looking at and potential shops. I know we uh, sold good. Um, sort of uh, was w- went down with with the with the co- with the uh, the pandemic, unfortunately. But you never know with with uh, with a new sort of retailer on board. You know that might be resurrected, but we'll have to wait and see. Park. It's all mm. it's all ifs, buts, mm. and maybe's at the moment. There's no uh, there's no we haven't any idea who's coming in, but uh, we'll we'll be sitting here waiting for it to happen and and hopefully buying the gear when it when it does come.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I mean for me, I've always said, and it's not it's not as easy as this. I understand how merchandising works and and how you know how how these contracts will will. will or sort of pan out, but you always, I always think you need it, it, yeah. people like names, hmm. people like logos, they like badges, um, and if you can get a brand that's well-known and can be worn by the guy in the pub, whether he goes to the game or not, he will buy that, that item, do you know what I mean? If, if he's got a badge on it that, oh, yeah, we know who they are. Far too often in the past we've had um, uh, companies and, and and so on that made made gear. People, are like, who who's that? You know, they they they're not associated with anything. They don't know who they are. They're not really interested. I don't know. For me, it doesn't matter. It's got if it's got sulphur on it. It's fine. But I'm thinking of how you're going to sell more merchandise to to more people to get your, your message kind of out there. And I think um I, I brands are you know a big thing. We're not going to get adidas we're not going to get a nike that let's you know I'm not i'm not working for the rfl i don't live in these crazy worlds <laughs> but i think capo was about that level wasn't it it was you know wearable stuff i mean i remember growing up capo was a, a big name but that was a while ago um you know what we're getting next sergio Toscini or something <laughs> uh, but but now you know i, I think that's the way to go but either way it doesn't it doesn't matter to me i'm just thinking of you know the, the wider public but i'm sure. I'm sure for for some of these companies, you know, getting a contract like with a Super League club is, you know, it's a big thing for them. So it works both ways, and I, I'm sure Paul and, and everybody else at the club and Blades, they all, all know what they're doing, and they'll get the best deal for us. And, and you know, hopefully, we can make a few quid.
0: Yeah, and don't forget on this the podcast. Now we're on YouTube. You know, I, I'll be happy to wear a a nice uh, shirt if you if you got one <laughs> in the post. Deliver it. It's fantastic. Well, I think you'll <laughs> you'll wear one as well, Parker, won't you?
1: Yeah, I think we should have a uniform, a podcast uniform, <laughs> I really do. You know, just so people can recognise and throw things at us in the streets. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it would uh, be interesting to see. Something else to look forward to.
0: Yeah. Uh, so what we'll do, we're going to end the news in a sad note, uh, really. Uh, Ex-Salford player David Fell passed away last week, aged 55 after a tragic accident Parky. heritage number was 866, made his debut in 1989, scored in Lancashire Cup final against Widnes and got the man of the match performance uh, for that. Uh, such a sad time, our thoughts are with his uh, family and friends at this time. Um, talk us through your memories of uh, David Fell
1: yeah um well yeah I, 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 it was at that time in 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 my life and then watching watching Felly at that period was it, it was a key period of me being a being a Salford fan um I, I, you know that that sort of late 80s early 90s was it was pivotal to me in many ways and, and many others fell was a, a a great player I met you know he came in uh, I know he from from Oral rugby union wasn't he? He was a you know a union lad. we had a, we had a few turn obvious at that time. you know Peter Williams was there. he he turned from Union and, and John Gilfillan, who we got by a Wigan but was a you know another another union union lad, Stevie Carrick, people like that. you know it all seemed to, to fit at, at that time. And that that year of uh, 1991, when we got promoted, obviously we did the uh, 30-year anniversary of the Premiership final, which um, was only a few, weeks, uh, a few weeks back, and he didn't play in that, that game. He was injured, fella. Uh, but that season, he was magnificent. The amount of tries he scored, uh, he, he had he had a great game. He was quick. He, he had a good brain on him. He knew where to be. And one thing that always stuck out was his partnership with, with Ian Sherratt, Drop forward, which you don't actually think. You know, why is a stand? got a relationship with it, but big, uh, big Ian used to make some barnstorming runs, and every time he try and get his hand free, and Fell would know where to be, and he'd get he'd get a ball. I remember the um, the semi-final I at home to against Lee. Yeah, uh, an absolutely outstanding game that night as well. Um, a, a great player, real and a really nice quiet blow when when he, someone is um. And I'm sure you know we could probably speak to to his teammates, you know Martin Burke, who we've spoke to before, Stevie carry even Bleeds, you know people like that. Would I, I? don't think there'd be a man on earth that'd have a bad word to say about the guy. He was he, he was so just a nice, a really nice lad, and uh, he, he stayed with us for a while, um, and then went off. I think he went to Rochdale, didn't he? After after he'd been with us, he may have gone. Elsewhere as well, but uh, yeah, a really, really, good player. But happy memories of that time, uh, and it's such a, such a sad and, and tragic. You know, lost the way, the way he's gone. Um, but again, I, I suppose maybe the way he did, he did pass away. He's typifies the kind of man that he, he was. Um, but yeah, he's a big loss, and uh, a player that I'll always remember in that Lancashire Cup final. Uh, we we were we we were playing against. Uh, not just the, the best team in England at the time, but the best team in the world in witness. They had some outstanding individuals, and, and fell up more than matched him that day. Um, and he was unlucky to be on the losing side. He took uh, took a late match, a fire try. I don't know if you remember that guy mm-hmm. um, to uh, to finish us off. But he got man of the match, and and he rips and deserved it. And uh, yeah, re- really nice fellow, and a, a good player, and you know, such such a sad loss. And like you say, you know, thoughts obviously with his family and his friends. Yeah. So
0: that's uh, that's all the news uh, this week. Um, next, we've got uh, Paul Whiteside's uh, amateur report, where he looks at all the results and fixtures, both locally and uh, nationally too.
3: Here is this week's Devil the Detail Amateur Report. We'll start off as we normally do with the National uh, Conference Leagues at the weekend just gone Oldham St. Anne's in League C beat Waterhead Warriors in an Oldham derby by 17 points to 12 the match between Rochdale Mayfield and Wollstone Rovers was postponed the fixtures for this weekend these games are all going to be played on Saturday the 7th of August in League C Rochdale Mayfield play Clockface Miners Wollstone Rovers are at home to Oldham St. Anne's and Saddleworth Rangers play Waterhead Warriors in that's another Oldham derby there so League C at the moment Crossfield stayed top they've won 6 from 9 Clockface a second with 5 wins from 8 that it's Oldham St and Rochdale, Mayfield, Woolston Rovers and Saddleworth Rangers in last place at the minute with three wins from nine matches. Well moving on to the Northwest Men's League there wasn't a lot of results to write home about this weekend quite a lot of no results and postponements once again but in Division 2 Thattle Heath Crusaders B Caddy Zed Rhinos 24 West Arton Lions had another good win they beat Hindpool Tigers by 30 points to 28 Wigan Springview 18 Folly Lane 22 in Division 3 Rochdale Mayfield A 36 Roost Pioneers 28 and there was one result in Division 5 South and East and it was another big win for Salford City Roosters A they won away from home at Bolton next by 56 points to six. The fixtures for this weekend, Saturday, the 7th of August, once again. Division 1, Oldham St Anne's A play Berry Broncos. Division 2, Caddy Zed play Folly Lane. West Harton Lions play Wigan St Pat's A. In Division 3, Rochdale Mayfield Day at Holmes to Wollstone Rovers A. And Division 4, Burtonwood Bridge play Langworthy Reds. Higginshaw play Wigan St Judes. Division 5, North and West it's Liverpool St. Helens against Higginshaw A and Division 5 South and East, Salford City Roosters A are at home to Waterhead Warriors A in the North West Youth League there's not much here as well actually from the weekend Sunday the 1st of August in the under 18s Waterhead Warriors 22, Lee Minor Rangers 30, in the under 16s Saddleworth Rangers 48 or Oral St. James goals nil and in Division 1 it was of the under 16 sorry it was Ince Rosebridge 46, Rochdale Mayfield 4, there are no fixtures scheduled for this weekend we'll turn our attention now to life outside Super League as we do every week it was Betfred Championship Round 15 at the weekend and it was uh a a win for Swinton. Lions, they won away from home at Dewsbury Rams with a last-minute try. Hanson, Jack Hanson going over in the 80th minute there in that match to uh, to give Swinton the, the victory. They were trailing 12-4 at halftime. They won that game 22 points to 18. After 14 straight defeats, they finally got their first win of the season. So, congratulations to the Lions. Featherstone Rovers, they were beaten for the first time this year in a top-of-the-table clash. Over 4,000 turned up there at Post Office Road. Featherstone 6, Toulouse Olympic 23. So, Toulouse march on and keep there their unbeaten run going. There's another cracking match as well. At this year. Halifax Panthers 24, Bradford Bulls 21. Newcastle Thunder 14, Whitehaven 20, Oldham 20, London Broncos 30, and Widnes Vikings were beaten at home to so Batley Bulldogs by 34 points to 16. The match between Sheffield Eagles and York City Knights was postponed. In Betfred League One, the big match between Workington and Barrow was postponed. But the other results: Doncaster 24, Hunslet 46, London Scholars 12, Coventry Bears 14. A try there for for Liam Wellham in that game. So big win for Coventry. Been going pretty well. North Wales Crusaders. They beat West Wales Raiders by 72 points to four. Rochdale Hornets were beaten at home to Keith Le Cougars by 42 points to 20. The fixtures for this week in the outside Super League matches: Betfred League One Saturday, um, Saturday the 7th of August, uh, half past three kick off. London Scholars face Rochdale Hornets, West Wales take on Doncaster. That's a three o'clock kickoff. The rest of the games are going to be played on Sunday. The Betfred Championship, they're all three o'clock kickoffs. offs Batley Bulldogs face Featherstone Rovers. Bradford Bulls play Sheffield Eagles. Halifax Panthers are home to Newcastle Thunder. London Broncos entertain Toulouse Olympics. Swinton Lions and Oldham meet Hayward Road. Those two sides in the relegation zone at the moment. Big match there between those two. Whitehaven play Dewsbury Rams and York City Knights are at home to witness. They're all three o'clock in uh, Betfred League One as well. Barrow play Hunslet. Coventry Bears play North Wales Crusaders and Keighley Cougars are at home to Workington Town. That's all I've got for you this week. Hopefully we'll see you at uh, Wigan Friday night 6th of August 7.45 Wigan against Salford. Take care. Have a good week.
0: So that's uh, Paul's amateur report. Next up we'll look at the, uh, the, the preview of the Wigan game on Friday. It's time for the devil of
2: the details.
0: So, Sol for travel to Wigan on Friday. Parker will be a tough challenge after missing a week through COVID.
1: Yeah, another easier way day. Um, a <laughs> yeah, place again that we don't have. We have decent memories. Yeah. Uh, one in particular, mm. um, but uh, yeah, what a tough place to go. They're, in, they're you know they're up and down at the moment. Wigan, mm. they're not so they're not exactly firing, but they've got they've got one man that can can win any game. Um, and uh, sadly, you know, in many ways, it'll be the last time we, we may get to see Jacko playing these yeah. roads as a Salford fan. You know, watching him um, as you know, I, I I hope he doesn't lead us too much of a merry dance. He's, uh, but uh, he's worth going just to see him. But tough game, really tough game. And and coming back off, like you say, the, the isolation and the lack of training the lads would have had, and last, you know, working together in the last few days or whatever, going to be tough. Um, we don't know what players are going to be available. We we've not, you know, obviously it's a bit early in the week yet to, to know the squad. But we've got to we've we've got to face every game with with an optimism and and think that we can win. You know, I think this, what I was going to say earlier on about the Leeds game, I I got the feeling leading up to that game that we didn't think we could win. Mm. I don't know why. I just felt the interviews during the week and that kind of thing just seemed a bit, but it's Leeds away, you know, and that, that, that's not the, that's not the attitude. We're one of the, you know, the top teams in this country. Mm. Don't care how you look at it. We are, you know, we, We've got to look at every game that it's winnable. Um, I know this week that, that we're going to be missing a couple. They, they, they have been missing players all season uh, with injuries, uh, and I think this week for Red read right today we've got a couple of players suspended as well for for a bit for, for, uh, a fight in the league game, um, and we don't know if they've picked up any more injuries or anything else. So we've got to look at it positive, and we we I think the lads really need to just back themselves. You know, and I have a real go. I mean, that night, you know, twenty nineteen, which none of us will ever forget, hmm. um, we went there with the confidence, and I think there was a buzz in the crowd. I think we all knew that we had a great chance. We'd we been there a couple of weeks before we could beat them. And I think, I think we need to just get that. I think the players just need to believe that they can beat them. They're not supermen. They are just Wigan, and they're not. They're not even in the top three or four in this league at the moment. You know, they're they're not brilliant. And they are beatable, and uh, as I say, it will be tough. And not under any illusions that we, we're going to go there and you know, run home. But we need if we play with a bit of confidence. And like you said before about the Leeds game, when we went down to what eleven men or whatever it was, we started throwing the ball about. Hmm. But a dangerous team, and nobody wants to play against teams that that can do that. Hmm. And if we go there with that, I mean, there's no point in trying to just hold Wigan. You know, on their own patch, they don't lose many at home. You know, I don't know how many in the last five years they've actually lost at their place. Um, But we just go with a a fresh attitude. I don't see why we have to. We shouldn't be afraid of. them. And if we can get a decent 17, obviously you mentioned Wells, he might not be. We might not be there, but we have got replacements. I, I think. I think we've got an outside chance. I really do. I don't. I don't see why we we we'd be too worried about them.
0: You got to play the name. You got to play the players, not the name. And that's that's the thing when you go against these big sides like Leeds and and Wigan and Saints. Wigan are beatable. They've got so good players. They've got the likes of John Bateman, Hastings, Liam Farrell. So they have internationals. Looking at the the form guide though, uh, Park here, they went on a. Sort of a five-game losing streak. Then they went on a three-game winning streak, and they're kind of in and out now. So that might be a factor. Um, if we can, if we can find, you know, like you say, that belief to, to go out and challenge them, because that's that's the important thing, the Salford way. Uh, like you said, we talked about the the, the semi-final and, and the buzz in the crowd and and the players sort of feeding off that. Um, they are fourth in the league with a sixty-four percent win ratio. Looking at their stats as well, Parker, top meter makers, top mark, marker tackles, top. Attacking kicks, top tacklers, worst miss missed goals and worst penalty givers away us, by the, by the sound of it. So that might be something to think about. If they are leaking penalties with our kind of attacking uh, prowess, if it clicks, then we could uh, we could really punish Wigan.
1: Well, uh, I think back to the game at our place, like, you know, it was a, a late Jacko drop goal that, that separated us both then. Mm. In the game itself, there was nothing in it. You know, I think if we'd have been a bit smarter, we we'd have gone on we could have won that. I think uh, a couple of decisions again didn't didn't quite go our way. Um but we we've definitely got enough. Really. I mean you, you read the Leeds team out to me earlier on and yeah, okay, Harvey the playing centre is not ideal. He does a great job, don't get me wrong. But if we can get, you know, an actual centre in there or something like that, move Harvey back into the pack and we, we it looks like a decent lineup. I don't see um I don't see too, too many issues. There's certain players in, in big form, uh, Chris Nen, obviously uh, Kenny Seo on, on that that side, with you know Pauly out there as well. Mm. Um, uh, Morgan's been been really good in in recent weeks. Seems to have grown in confidence. We can attack teams, and if we get in decent, you know, decent field position, I think we can cause a lot of problems. And if they have got players missing, then you just don't know. It could it could be our day.
0: Yep, yeah, I think Dan Sanchez didn't play against Leeds. I think his suspension's lifted. If Wells is out with his knee, then you could put Levet in your second row and put Sanchez in the centre. Not going to say that's what's going to happen, just if if we're playing the Fantasy Football, that's that's what we're going to do. Whether that'd work, whether uh, Levett's on the right side of the field is is a, is a question. I don't really know, but um, yeah, it will be interesting to see what what happens really with, with the team selection. Obviously we don't know who's gone down with Colwood. We don't know where you know where they are physically or, or not. Um, so it's going to be interesting uh, to, to see. It's going to be a a good game. Uh, Wigan is a tough place to go, um, but yeah, players players have have started. You know, like against Leeds when they went down to eleven men, they dug in, and we've had several games. Uh, Huddersfield away. When, when we dug in and if we kind of show the same sort of mental strength uh, and stay in the arm wrestle uh, for as mm-hmm. long as we can. So don't forget, Wigan are at home. So they'll have their fans on their backs. And if they're not coasting with 20 minutes to go mm-hmm. and the, the arm wrestle's still going, pressure will build on that Wigan team and that we can feed off that. So it's going to be interesting to see what, what happens with with, with with the with the game. Looking forward to it uh, and hopefully we can uh, come away with a win.
1: Yeah, I'm certainly, I'm certainly, uh, you know, like I say, I'm not, I'm not predicting a, you know, we'll, we'll we'll go there, and it's, you know, it's an easy, easy two points for us. It certainly isn't. But from what I've seen of Wigan this year, they they and, and most years really under under Adrian Lamb, they're a functional team. They they do their job. You know, they don't seem to, they don't have that bit of class that maybe Warrington or Saints have. That you know, that will in an instant just rip a game apart. I think they try and grind you down and grind you down. If We can stay in that arm wrestle um, and just keep working. We we could do, you know we we could end this. We really could. And I think just about taking chances and and keeping disciplined. If we you know if we don't yeah. give too many penalties away, because their fans will be on it. You know they'll they'll be screaming for everything like, mm. like they usually do. And um, I'm sure depending on the referees could could be swung by that. But uh, no, I, 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 I'm. I'm Quietly confident. I don't know where it's come from. I don't know why. I think it's probably because I didn't go to Leeds, and maybe that's <laughs> that's got to me a little bit. Um But yeah, all the sun has. But I, I think um, I think we've got a really good chance. I think we're going to, you know, definitely beatable. Give us your, your score prediction,
0: uh, Parker.
1: Have you said that? Um, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Back. I think I think it'll be fairly tight. I really do. I, uh, I, I've just been trying to sort of mull it over in my head,
0: hmm.
1: uh, but I think I think we could edge it. I think we, we if we you know we use our smarts as, as Richie Marsh would say. Um, I, and I'm going to go with a uh, an 18-14 win.
0: 18-14 win. Is there a story behind that?
1: No, no, not really, because I don't know the team, so I can't really. Hmm. Let's say. Uh, Hingano or, or uh maybe a uh, a Lola a little bit something special towards the end of the game, but mm. uh, you No, I'm telling all the I'm telling all the team I can't make a prediction, can I? Otherwise no. it'd be nice to see say, say Dan Sargenton goes the winner to you know top the day off, but uh, we'll 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 see.
0: I'm gonna go for a Salford win. I'm gonna go Wigan eighteen, Salford thirty, Atto Hingano hatrick. And- That's
1: fine. I mean I did I did hear off of various people that he had a he, he did have an impressive debut the mm, other day. He did. Um, I know I listened obviously to yourself earlier on, but people were saying he, he really stood out. He looked like he had something about him, and, and, and he will have. You know, he's played played in the NRL. You know, I don't care. I know we've had uh, our fingers burnt many times by certain players that have played in the NRL and not quite been as good. But mm. generally, you're not a dummy if you've been there. I um, like you know Richard mentioned when he when he when he was interviewed a few weeks ago about him, he just he kind of fell out of love with the game he had a bit of bad luck
0: mm.
1: you know maybe this like we did with Jacko this might be his chance and uh, yeah it'd be great to, great to see him in the flesh I must admit quite looking forward to it how we use him I don't know mm. but uh, yeah I'm looking forward to seeing him it, yeah it so that's the end on. of this
0: week's uh, podcast another, another great show uh, we've missed uh, the man of the people Paul Whiteside uh, keeping the economy going again um, hopefully he'll have a day off sooner or later, and uh, everyone else
1: will have to do a bit of work instead. Yeah, hope so. Uh, I think uh, I think this is my is it my fourth, third, third, fourth show on on the bounce where one of you has been missing. What's yeah. going on, lad? You're falling <laughs> out with me? Uh, no, no, we, we missed Pop, uh, but obviously, like you say, somebody's having their boiler fixed or something. Uh, I think he, did he say he's on the floorboards tonight?
0: Or yeah, like? in Charlton, and, I hope, and, and I hope just so.
1: This is we are.
0: You know, we we nothing to do with us. We are we are our own balabies here. So just in case,
1: <laughs> I hope uh, when he sends him on the floorboards, I, hope he is I hope he's working. Hope he's not <laughs> trapped and sending messages of help, and we're ignoring him So yeah, it'd be great to see him back. Uh, hopefully, I might get to speak to him on Friday, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get the gang back together. Yeah, big
0: thanks to you for this week's uh, Devil in the Detail podcast, Ira Paxton. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail Srd. You can find us on Twitter at ditd Srd. You can find us on SoundCloud iTunes, Radio Contact, Spotify, and YouTube. And to finish, Parker uh, we will have that famous commentary in memory of David Fell in the Lancashire Cup. Big thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Still the fifth. Lee out to Williams.
3: Clever little kick. Oh, Cleverly over him.
2: Hadley. It's got support. It's David Fell. It's so good in front. Salford with the courage to keep the ball alive, and David Fell, the semi-final hero, with the eye
0: for a try, which may just win the final itself.